I'm with Three White Lions, episode 14, week 49, day two, and counting. Gloria could feel the tremors beneath her feet. They were growing stronger and stronger by the hour, signaling the great American divine was ever closer. Gloria was greatly concerned and considered the problem. There is the great divine that could open up between the two major parties at any time. Once severed, the great divide can never be repaired. So it is written. Most of the frozen stargazer voters did not know that they were living in a phantasmic world dreamed up by a madman. They just knew they did not have enough money to go out to dinner, to send their kid to school, or even pay all of their ever-increasing bills. The corporations were raising them higher and higher with higher and higher profits. The people just knew they were mad as hell and not going to take it anymore. So when Mad King Dud stepped out of their television sets and promised to fix everything and heard their cries of angst, they eagerly walked into the imaginary world according to Dud. Soon the grifter was spending the nation's treasury, snapping up a castle built by Germany's mad king Ludwig in an attempt to suck all the happiness out of Chancellor Angela Merkel's retirement. But the joke he never got was upon him. He painted the whole thing, you guessed it, in fake gold leaf and pocketed the difference in price. Now he did encrust the turret roof with real sapphires and diamonds. The new resident Mad King managed to take a fairy tale, beautiful castle and transform it into a gaudy mess filled with red velvet furniture and paintings and gifts other world leaders have bestowed upon him. No one knows why, but ever since the dead bought it, the no longer beautiful castle has been surrounded by thick clouds of smog. But the Mad King told his followers, the castle is beautiful and the smog is harmless fog and they believed him. Years ago, he told them, do not believe what you see or what you hear, just believe me. And they did. But why? They believe that he is the father who will take care of them. They do not need to think, just lean back and let daddy take care of you. Oh, what a terrible, beyond words, misguided scam. The oldest lion knew that the members of the frozen stargazer party have been angry ever since the F-peers 
sent their jobs offshore to China, overseas, to Vietnam, to India, however you want to say it. Gloria sent her brain to tap into a book written by Peter Werner and Michael Gerson called <clears throat> Excuse me. City of Man, Religion and Politics in a New Era. It was written 10 years ago. Werner wrote in the Atlantic, The frozen stargazer mentality practices politics ruthlessly, mercilessly, and vengefully. The ends justify the means. Norms and guardrails should be smashed. Morality and lawfulness must always be subordinated to the pursuit of power and self-interest. Oh my. Get this though. King Dad's followers do not realize it was the frozen stargazers, the FPers, in search of the almighty dollar or even loose change were the ones who packaged up the jobs and sent them away. These followers just know that they are mad as hell and not going to take it anymore. In fact, their anger causes the earth to shake and tremble, much like the earth cries out in Oklahoma when oil drillers force liquid in and oil out. The evolution started with the Tea Party, then it morphed from that all the way along a continuum to white supremacist organizations, some very violent, and then on to total destruction. The party tapped into that anger, never admitted they caused it, and reaped their rewards in votes, in insurrections, and, oh yes, in money. And now about one-third of the people in America lived in a bizarro world where the secret documents go down the toilet and first ladies live in New York. Gloria wondered, do they all have stainless steel rings cutting into them? There was a long-standing rift between the Golden Phoenix, GP, and the Frozen Stargazer Party, FS. But now she noticed the divide within the FS party itself. The ex-president, supposedly an FS member, was doing his best to speed up the halving process, the total destruction of America, so it could fall into nihilism, where humans became savages once again. Another option was anarchy, which made a government so small you could drain it, drown it in a bathtub. Gloria knew without a healed nation, the country was left with two separate halves of the political brain trying but failing.
decided to turn her to her octopus friend for advice. Octopi are far smarter than humans understand. How could they not be with three hearts and nine brains? Octopi have a central brain plus a mini brain in each of its eight appendages. Is that cool or what? And the lioness grimaced, knowing she would have to endure hit Earl's droll sense of humor, verging on the edge of hurtful sarcasm. But she knew that he was capable of feeling emotions, and he was so smart. Earl? Earl, are you busy? I need some advice. There is a problem with the third ring in the problem senators. The three rings used to all be the same. But now, the third one, the most embedded one, is stainless steel with no metal links. What should we do? The octopus opened one eye gazed at her for a long moment, then closed it again. She wondered how old Earl really was. With his unique ability to turn back time by reverting to an earlier stage of his life cycle, he could be eons old. Finally, he responded, You? Well, I would suggest nothing, my dear get you in far less trouble, although I seem to notice that you can do that standing still. But what about the steel ring? You didn't say, what do you want to do with it? Earl shifted his eight appendages to get more comfortable and turned a soft pink color. She could see his big brain in eight satellite mini-brains on his appendages pulsing. She could even see his blue blood flowing through his veins. He said, do go on. Gloria explained she was perplexed about the stainless steel ring and wanted to know how to open it. Earl did not say anything for a long time. Then, finally, he responded, This is, this will be a change or die election. Open that ring with that fine mind of yours. Gloria was frustrated, more confused than ever before she came to him. Great, just great. Earl harumphed and folded himself into nothing. Gloria decided to call up her red bird cardinal squad. Within moments, four dozen of them lined the safe house outdoor balcony. You might wonder how she did that. No, it was a mental act. She simply relaxed and let go so that instructions could flow from her. These redbirds were not ordinary cardinals, oh no. She noticed how electrifying they were, truly beautiful. 
The crackling of their electricity was drowned out by the sound of their chattering, so most humans had no idea these birds were not regular cardinals. They virtually glowed with their unique color day or night. The solid red ones, the males, worked in the daylight, and the females handled the nighttime duties. The birds had any number of tricks, like one would frequently go out and look into a person's window. When he peeks inside to figure out what, what is happening, no one is the wiser, and then he flies back to the others. Gloria gave the birds their orders. I want half of you to follow the sitting president everywhere he goes, and the other half needs to keep an eye on the Mormon senator. Report back to me every hour. Got that? The brightest red cardinal stepped forward, electrical current flowing in waves off of him, and bowed. Then the birds rode up, and in a beautiful swirl, and gracefully divided into two flocks. They flew off in different directions, and were gone in an instant.